Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Les Talk Podcast. LES is in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. We are super pumped to be with you this week. We got some Cougar on Cougar gameplay action coming up this week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be kind of crazy. Only rated PG. Don't oh. worry. No. Oh, dear. Okay, moving on from that. Uh, this episode, we got a BYU-Washington State preview. We're going to Pullman-Washington. We got a Week 8 preview. We have a guest picker on the pod. Mm-hmm. We'll see if maybe I can come back or if Jared is just going to run away with this one. Or who knows, maybe Dan will just wreck us all. Probably. Time will only tell. Without further ado, let's bull. Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Don't forget that strike! <laughs> Let's back this bull up. No! Let's go wild, Let's go, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. We put this spot down here. Go, 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 go. Alrighty, here we are. Let's All get right. this bread. So, we're playing Ooh. Washington State. We um, are. It is going to be on TV, FS1. Fox Sports. Yep, uh, 1.30 p.m. Mountain. Oh, uh, so it is another uh, kick in the afternoon, which it's a day game, not which super stoked about day games have not treated us well thus far. Uh, we are favored to win this game, though. We are four and a half point favorites over the Cougars. Yes, it opened at one, I believe. But after the whole Nick Rolovich situation, it has jumped up, man. And that's a situation. Basically, yeah. the entire coaching staff got fired. Yeah, because they refused to take the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And that which it's kind of crazy. It's literally half their staff on the yeah. coaching, like the coaching staff. It just doesn't make sense to me because, like, Washington State's like athletic director must have given them some sort of ultimatum. Yeah, that they didn't reach. Yeah, why do this in the middle of the season and after you just came off a big win? So, like, they're four, they're like they're number one in the Pac-12 North. Aren't yeah, they? which is really weird. But oh man, their only two losses have come to the South Division. There you go. Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll get into that, into our scouting report. First off, we always start out with this, the most important part of any matchup, the uniforms. The uniforms. So, uh, unfortunately, Jared, it's looking like this game might be a recipe for disaster. And can I tell you why? Uh-oh. First of all, day kick. We do not right. thrive in the day. We thrive when the spirit goes to bed at midnight. <laughs> uh, what are we wearing? We're wearing all white. Okay, that checks mm-hmm. off. But you know what the trim is? Navy. Aye. We're wearing the navy trim, and that kind of scares me, but hey, we'll see. Maybe we can pull it out. Yeah, and honestly, of all the navy uniforms, I really I like these the best. Yeah. I remember the first whiteout game that I really went to is in these uniforms, and we've okay. had good luck so far. Um, question, do you like the nickname Ghost or Stormtrooper for this uniform combination? I'm going to go with Ghost, okay. and just for one reason. Stormtrooper's suck at shooting targets. They <laughs> cannot hit a single thing. And I don't want Jaron Hall to be a stormtrooper. I need him to be a ghost. I need him to be just be floating through the defense without getting tackled. I do not need him throwing stormtrooper bullets all over the place. <laughs> okay, that's actually a fantastic point. I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> all right, we're going with ghost then. Okay. All right, as far as uh, Washington State, I can't find they haven't like released something. So... Uh, 
but yeah. BYU's a pretty solid, so. Yeah, th- they're at home, so they'll either, they're, they will either be wearing their crimson or maybe they're gray. Yeah. Like, they're gray and crimson. Yeah, because they already wore their black ones this year. Um, yeah. I think BYU wins the uniform battle. I think so, depending, too. Yeah. Washington State just doesn't have very cool colors. They don't have... They can't do much. Yeah, they're kind of their hands are tied. <laughs> we'll see what happens though. Silver lining, we are not wearing the navy helmets. Yep. So there we go. Us, so all that bad juju is gone. We are okay, and maybe we can pull it out. I would love to see that. Uh, right. so, looks like the game is going to be rainy. Nice is the forecast, which you know we should just be expecting that now, like. <laughs> Seriously, every game we play, there's some sort of precipitation. Or just like, for whatever reason, whenever a member of the church prays, they always use the term (laughs) moisture. BYU always plays in some moisture. Oh, and they're going to play in some moisture. Um, Anyway, let's just hop right into it. We said earlier that Washington State, even though they're 4-3 and overall, they are first in the Pac-12 North. Yeah, that silver lining. You know, you have that conference record. Uh, Oregon's already taken an L in, in conference. conference yep. So, and uh, I'm not exactly sure how they determine like who's going to play because Washington State technically has lost two conference games. They lost to USC and to Utah. Oh, that's right. Huh? But those are South Division opponents, and so technically in the North they're in first place. But Oregon has a better overall record in the conference than they do. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm not sure what's going on there. I'm not sure how the Pac-12 determines its standings. I know, like, I think it's they play every team from their division, and I think. The Pac-12 draws two cross-divisional games. I think so. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That come early in the season. I don't know. I guess we'll we'll have to see how the season unfolds for Washington State. Do I think they'll hold a lead over Oregon? <laughs> not for long. <laughs> Especially anybody? after they take, they take this fat L on Saturday. Oh, yes. But honestly, it won't affect them because even though we practically are, we're not members of the Pac-12. Yeah. Although we will still be hanging a banner when we Absolutely. Pac-12 know, South go Champs. 5-0 in the Pac-12. Yeah, when we beat uh, USC. USC is our next. Yep. We've beaten every relevant team in the Pac-12, except mm-hmm. Oregon. Yep. Um, we have Oregon next year, right? Yeah. Or the year after, yeah. yeah so we're going year. to Eugene. We're That's basically going to be a Pac-12. We just don't we have the benefits. <laughs> All right. So, BYU News Injury Update. Uh, we wish we had something to tell you guys. Kalani is just so secretive. Like, he doesn't... He never tells anything... And when he, he puts does, on smoke it, and mirrors. Yeah, and when he does, like it doesn't, you know, like he's like, oh yeah, we have these players practicing and they're ready to go. And then come game time, you got they three offensive linemen out, two D linemen out. Even though he said that everyone was going to be ready. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what Kalani does. He just he always says, oh yeah, everything's great. We'll see you when game time comes. And then the four people that were injured are not, and five people that were not injured are injured. And there's some random walk on that's apparently the best player in the nation that's just like <laughs> hopping in at linebacker like. Yeah, man, I don't know. You know, Fessy decided that he was going to suit up. Yeah. Put on a jersey. So, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. you can never tell with BYU <laughs> what's going to happen. But uh, as far as Washington State is concerned, they have some holes to fill. Uh, yes, Rolovich, they do. like we said, and five guys got fired, including the uh, OC, one of the co OCs. Yep. So, the acting head coach is Jake Dickert, who is originally the defensive coordinator. Okay. And he coached uh, at Wyoming 17-19. He also, fun fact, played wide receiver for WEAC Powerhouse Wisconsin-Stevens Point. I'm sorry. Did you say Stevens Point? <laughs> yes. Is that a real city? Apparently. And a college. Goodness uh, gracious. Yeah. Uh, and he was wide receiver of the year in 05 and 06. Okay. So, shout out to Jake Dickert. Yeah. 
Uh, this is a really weird situation because, you know, they got fired in the middle of the season. And now Washington State's coaches, you know, Rolovich and more, more of the coaches, are now suing Washington State, saying that they're, that, you know, they should have received a religious exemption for which, not having to take the vaccine. Which, from what I understand, the the university gave them an ultimatum, like, by this date, you need to either have um, received the vaccine or you need to have uh, had, you need to have an approved religious or health exception. Okay. And they knew this months in advance. And from what I've heard, Rolovich, he applied for a religious one, but either never accepted it or it wasn't turned in oh, on time okay. or... So he didn't get it. Yeah. So oh. and I and I don't really know the specifics of that, but I do know that he had filed for one, but apparently he didn't have it approved or whatever because he obviously isn't there anymore. Well, if they knew what was going on, then I don't know they should have acted a little quicker. Yeah, I. But yeah, that just creates an interesting dynamic because all these players who loved their coach are now talking about maybe boycotting this game and not playing over the firing. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Baylor Romney in class, and he was saying. Yeah, man, I don't even know if we're going to play this game. You know, they're talking about maybe, like, sitting out. Like, I don't know. I don't want to travel up to Pullman for nothing. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> just go spend a week in the rain. <laughs> yeah, just for fun, you know. Nothing more beautiful than Pullman, Washington, I guess. <laughs> um, it's basically Idaho, too. Like, it's, like, east it's like of right on the border. Yeah, right? it's, like, over, like, more east of Spokane or something. I didn't even know that was possible. Dang. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, this totally reminds me of... 2015 or 16, whatever it was, versus Missouri. Yeah. When they had that whole, like, the racial thing on campus and their coach and their stat, like, the whole thing with the university. And then they, like, it was storybook. They kind of overcame it and then beat BYU to tie it up with a bow. I'm just hoping that doesn't happen here. Yeah. All we can do is hope and pray. Uh, Washington State's offensive coordinator, Brian Smith, was the offensive coordinator at Hawaii while Rolovich was the head coach at Hawaii. When they beat BYU in the Hawaii Bowl, when Cole McDonald absolutely just lit up our defense. Ooh. So we have that to look forward to. That was such a bad day. Jacob, my brother, it was on Christmas Eve, right? And yeah. BYU lost, and Jacob was so, so mad. He's like, <laughs> this ruined Christmas! And like, in all of our Christmas pictures for that like year, he's like frowning and super mad. It's like, and you know what? That's your <laughs> fault, Brian Smith. That's your fault, Rolovich. <laughs> and, and also, BYU did wear... Uh, royal jerseys and white pants instead of royal and royal, which we also love. Um, anyway, you hate to see it. But coming into this, uh, into the game this year, Washington State is kind of on a hot streak. They started one and three, but they've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. They've beaten a good Stanford team, a good Oregon State team. Yes, they have. Kind of on a roll. Some notable results um, from this year. Early in the year, they lost to Utah State. By three, Utah by 11, okay. and USC by a bunch. But that's when they had Jackson Dart, and they were playing better. Yeah, uh, that loss to Utah State came week one, though. And week right. one, you can always kind of just throw out. You never know. Like Teams are still trying to figure themselves out. They don't know what the other team's going to throw at them. So we can't say that, oh, they lost to Utah State, so it's an easy dub for us. Like No, they're on a hot streak. A couple of fun nuggets about Washington State. Check this out. Washington State averages 25.7 points per game. In both points scored and points allowed. That is really weird. Their scoring differential is exactly zero. (laughs) Zero points. Another fun nugget. Both BYU and Washington State 
averaged 391.9 yards allowed per game. That is horrible. Yeah, it's bad. Our defenses are identically terrible. So, <laughs> uh, Slam the over in this game? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put all your cheeses down on the over because none of neither of these teams are going to be able to stop the other. <laughs> yeah, the over-under is actually 56.5. So That's not, not that high. It's not super high. Yeah, but slam that over. Slam it. We don't even know if Washington State's going to play, so yeah, you might just want to keep your cheez-its to yourself. Yeah, you'll just have to slam your cheeses down on the live portion, the, the live <laughs> yes. over-under. Yep, yeah. live bet. <laughs> um, Washington State, they are a very pass-heavy team. They throw for around 263 a game, and they only run for 111, which Ooh. that's like almost a two-and-a-half-to-one ratio, right? Like, yeah. That's two or three passing downs for every rushdown. Um, and they like to throw it deep, too. I yes, watched their game do. against Stanford last night, doing a little research. Their quarterback, not amazing, right? Probably as good as Jaron Hall with his accuracy. Okay. But they throw the deep ball like every three plays. Oh, yeah. They are not afraid to take shots. They have four different receivers on the year with 40-plus yard receptions. So it's not like it's just one receiver that's just like burning people. They are rotating through receivers, just hucking it up deep, <laughs> hoping and praying that somebody will catch it. And more times than not, somebody does. Kind of reminds me of Cole McDonald in the Hawaii Bowl. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, their quarterback, his name is Jaden De Laura. Ooh. He completes around 63% of his passes. He has 15 touchdowns, five interceptions on the year. Okay, not bad. So it's decent, right? Those are decent numbers. His O-line is decent, and they give him enough time, but he does like to extend plays with his legs. He loves to roll out. He, he's not much of a running quarterback, though, per se. Although okay. he is mobile, he doesn't run the ball himself a lot. He can just move the pocket. Yep. But against the zone, Stanford played a lot of zone on him, and he picked him apart. He's patient enough to throw the under routes, and he's good enough with the deep ball to go over the top. Yeah, and that's something that we will probably be doing all day long, playing zone, because (laughs) you know how our defense is. Yeah. I I don't like that he can move the pocket, because that's our defense doesn't get pressure anyway. (laughs) It seems like whenever we do get pressure, and the quarterback even takes one step to the right or one step to the left, our defensive lineman is like bumbling and stumbling and can't get him, and the quarterback escapes. Like the Utah State game? Yeah, yeah, that was bad. Or the USF game. The USF, that was terrible. Uh, their defense allows 155 rushing yards per game, so they're not great against the run, but they're not terrible either. But they haven't been playing very many run-heavy teams. Right. So I think that we, we will be able to put up running yards on them. We better be at least more than last week. Uh, their running back, M. Borgi, I honestly I don't know how to pronounce his I last think it's name. Borgie. Borgie. Which is an awesome name. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Borgie averages five yards a carry, so he's a force to be reckoned with. Looks kind of like Tyler Algier. He's a big guy. He's a bruiser. Mm-hmm. One of the best backs catching the ball out of the backfield. So look out for that. He's sure-handed, gets, down, gets the ball, gets downfield quick, gets the ball, and he is a monster with it. Yeah, which uh, kind of worries me a little bit because if BYU is going to play zone, right, and he's going to be throwing checkdowns, right? Like, if we can get to him, if we can defend the deep ball, you know, like, like kind of like we were saying a couple weeks ago with the third and ten defense, you know, give him ten. Yeah. I worry about them just dinking and dunking all over the place because they're running back. He can really get it done if they do that. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't, I don't, have you noticed this as well? Like, whenever they throw it out to the, you know, the running back checkdown, our closest defender is like eight yards away. Yeah. And they come up and they try to make a play and they get their ankles broken. The next guy gets it and it's a six yard play. So mm. watch out for that. If it were me and obviously me as my, you know, 
15 in a row national champs with Arizona State on NCAA 14. Yeah, no big deal. Uh, no big deal. In my prowess and uh, intelligence, oh, I saw this amazing quote. I can't remember what it was from, but they come in and they, oh, it was from The Chosen. Okay. <laughs> and the, 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 Roman, okay. the Roman comes in and he comes, I come bearing intelligence. <laughs> so this is me bearing intelligence. Jared bears intelligence. <laughs> Our linebackers are good. Like even though Keenan Peely's down, we still have Peyton Wilgar. We got mm-hmm. Ben Bywater who's leading the team. Playing incredibly. Tackles. He's yeah. playing incredibly. Yeah. Shout so, out to him. Uh, with those two alone, like we have others, you know, that are good that are you know, Max Tooley, he's great. If we can put them, if we man up and put a linebacker on their running back, I think we're athletic enough to stop the the dink and dunk passes. Let's hope for it. Let's hope that our defense adjusts. That's something that I've seen that like our defense just doesn't make mid-game adjustments. We just go with whatever we went with in the original game plan, even if it's getting picked apart. So I don't know. I'd like to see our defensive line get more pressure than they did last week because last week they got absolutely zilch. Zilcho, zippo, zero. So, But no, I, I have a lot of faith in our defensive line. I think that our defense will be able to play a really good game, and I think we'll be able to keep Washington State's scoring total pretty low. I hope so. Uh, as far as Washington State's defense, they play a lot of zone. They will bring man blitzes a lot on third downs. Okay. Um, they don't have the greatest D-line, but they did get pressure on Tanner McKee to force bad passes, force him out of the pocket. Okay. Yeah, so we don't have to worry too much about their defense. They're not super physical or athletic, but they do get the job done. Mm-hmm. They are giving up a lot of yards. They're not giving up a ton of points. They're kind of like BYU in that regard. They give up. They're like they're they're a drop eight team. Mm-hmm. They will give up yards. They do not want to break. So yeah. we'll see how that turns out. Um, and just a little other nugget on Jake Dickert. Uh, he had a great defense at Wyoming. He's the DC that's now the HC. They gave up the almost like top 10 in scoring defense and uh, just yards per game defense at Holy Wyoming. Cow. So he knows how to get it done. So um, like you said, uh, I think our, our offense will be able to handle uh, their defense, but we got to make be smart with the football against the zone and whatnot. Oh, that sounds good to me. So, Jared, what are our, what are our keys to success in order to be able to win this football game? For me, establish the run. The run. Their run defense is not spectacular, and we need to make them pack the box. We need to give them the big dose. Tyler Algier. Uh, Lopini Katoa. I want to see Hinkley Ropati get some carries in this one. Can we see McChesney? McGoatney. McGoatney. I would love that. But didn't we need he to carry s- your BYU like <laughs> franchise when you? Yes. When you were coaching BYU on NCAA. Oh yeah, he won Returner <laughs> of the Year with like six kick returns. Heck yeah, baby! <laughs> but establish the run. That is my number one key to success. What about you, Justin? My number one key to success in this game is defending the deep ball. We really need to make sure that they do not throw for forty yards every single series. Because that's what they were doing. That's what they've been doing in these past three games that they've been winning. They've just been chucking the ball wherever they want, whenever they want. If we can defend that, and if we can keep the ball in front of us, I know what I'm saying sounds like (laughs) drop eight. No. If we can keep it in front of us and put pressure on the quarterback and limit their big play ability, then I think we have an incredible chance to put enough points up to win this football game. I love it. I kind of... I was thinking the same thing along with pressuring the quarterback. I think that goes hand mm-hmm. in hand with defending the deep ball, right? You can't throw a deep ball if you don't have three seconds to load up and throw. And that's the truth. Alrighty. Well, we'll get into our picks and our predictions for the game later, 
But before we go to our college football week eight, we're going to cover a little bit of other BYU sports that we haven't really been able to get to uh, so far this season. Yeah, I mean, we haven't been talking about this a whole lot, and that's our bad. Hand up. <laughs> we wanted to talk more about other BYU sports. It's just football like took off. We were 5-0. and We were top 10. That's yep. something that we really wanted to focus on. Now that we've lost two in a row, uh, we can kind of focus on other sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because and... we know that we're just going to the Independence Bowl at this point. <laughs> but we still love our football team. We're going to cover oh, them the most while football season is still going. But for now, let's talk a little bit about our incredible, and I mean our incredible, women's soccer team. Now... For those of you who haven't been paying attention, you need to start paying attention. You do. BYU women's soccer is absolutely insane. We're averaging four goals a game, which is like BYU averaging like 45, 50 yeah. points a game. That's a lot. Four <laughs> goals is, oh my goodness. They're ranked number 12 in the country. Mm-hmm. They're sporting a 10-3-1 record, and they are currently undefeated in West Coast Conference play. They just beat San Francisco in the absolute torrential downpour of rain. Poor Greg Rebell. Oh, sorry. Poor Greg Rebell was there calling, <laughs> like calling the game. Collapsing canopy. Yeah, just in the absolute torrential downpour. Uh, they are just that they are the second highest ranked team in the WCC right now. But Pepperdine, who's ranked above them, just lost and got blown out. Yeah. So by the end of this week, BYU will be the highest ranked team in the WCC. They will likely be in the top 10. Hopefully, if we can take care of business on Saturday night. which I guess we'll see. I, I trust our women's soccer team to do. Yeah. Uh, a player to keep your eye on is Michaela Coolahan. She's actually already been drafted. Yep. And, which is insane to think about, right? Like, a team wanted her so badly that they used their first round pick to draft a player that they knew, like... Was going to go back to college. Maybe wasn't coming. Yeah. <laughs> insane. She has 36 points on the season, which, oh my goodness. for those of you who don't understand, uh, you get two points per goal and one point per assist, and she has 12 goals and 12 assists. That's insane. <laughs> she has 12 goals in 14 games. Yeah. 12 goals, 12 assists in 14 games. So she's averaging <laughs> my goodness like a gracious. goal and an assist almost That's per 24 game. Point, 24 point plays in 14 games. That's insane. It's crazy. Honestly, Michaela Callahan, you are a beast. You're incredible. Go you. Yep. Moving on to BYU basketball, who just had its media day today. Uh, from what I was watching, everyone seems to be really high on Tejon Lucas. Mm-hmm. We just got wind that Tejon Lucas received an offer to go to Kansas, but chose BYU instead. And this is out of the transfer portal, right? Yes, out of the transfer portal. There was a very similar situation with Matt Harms, right? Yeah. Wasn't was it Kansas with Matt Harms too? I, I can't remember if it was Kansas, I think it but it was. was like a blue bud. It was either Kansas right? or Kentucky. Okay. But that is twice now that we have beat out a blue, bud pro, a blue blood program for a transfer athlete. And that's incredible. So shout out to Tejon Lucas for coming to Provo. We're really excited. Everyone seems to be really high on him. And at the same time, everyone is accusing Richard Harward of being <laughs> perpetually high. And it's just... <laughs> always screaming and being loud and you know Richard Harwood is just a funny guy we love watching him just because he's a big bruiser but apparently he shows up to every practice blasting his country music and smiling (laughs) at 6am and screaming let's go everybody and all the players are like shut up at 6am come on dude (laughs) not only are you screaming at 6 in the morning but you're playing country music get that (laughs) curd out of here uh, I'm so excited for basketball. We have a fire team. We have a great schedule, too. We have an incredible schedule. A uh, lot of quad one games on there. Yeah, we will be covering BYU uh, basketball. Yes, we will. Heartily, uh, once the season comes. But we just want to give you a little preview of that. 
Um, my favorite quote from their media day today was Tejon Lucas talking about him and Alex Barcelo and the team, and he's like, it's going to be a movie. It's going to be a movie. <laughs> it's going to be a movie. It's going to be a PowerPoint slide presentation. Oh, man. It's going to be all that and more. We are so <laughs> excited for BYU basketball. We're going to have a packed Marriott Center again. Dude. Marriott Center against Gonzaga. We're going to have to camp for like three days to even <laughs> sit up in the nosebleeds. Oh, and man. I cannot wait to freeze my nards off in the snow camping in a tent that's meant for like 80 degree weather just to get into that game. The Gonzaga game, I kind of like rewatched some highlights. Gave me chills, brought tears to my eye, the whole nine yards, dude. <laughs> wow. Like, Lavelle Edwards Stadium, don't get me wrong, it can get rocking. And we've seen it. This year, it's probably some of the loudest we've ever heard it. Yeah. But the Marriott Center? It's indoors. I Hearing Alex Barcelo talk about it today on, on, uh, on Media Day, he spoke about it with the same, like, reverence and spiritual conviction that general authorities talk about the temple. <laughs> like he was like playing in the Marriott and he like started to He's like, it's just, it's special. There's no place like it. And that's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Nothing compares to the Marriott center. Tell you what, we're moving to the big 12 in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I want to see BYU take home a WCC championship before we leave. I want to see yes. them beat Gonzaga, not only in the Marriott center, but in what is it, New Orleans Arena or whatever it is that we play in Las yeah. Vegas? I want to see them win there. I want to see them take home the WCC championship and get the auto bid into the NCAA tournament. Yep, I would love that. Um, one other uh, sport that's going on right now that is absolutely electric yep. is BYU women's volleyball. Holy in crap. Incredible. Top 10 in the nation. They're number eight. Yep. Boistering an 18 and 1 overall record. And their only loss was on the road at number three pit. Oh that is their only gracious. loss. <laughs> Dude, shout out to them. They are they are playing so incredibly. I cannot even explain. They're great. We love the women's volleyball team. Honestly, I hope they bring home the natty this year. I think they can. They swept Utah, so shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, and Utah is a top 20 team as well. Yeah, they are. Um, they have been absolutely obliterating people. They're on an 11-game win streak, if I'm doing my math right. And before that, nine of those were sweeps. Nine, nine straight, straight sweeps. <laughs> oh, then, my goodness. And then their last they, two Yeah, have been... they dropped the set to LMU and to Pepperdine. But still, over their last 11 games, they've gone 33-2. and two. In the in sets. Oh my goodness, that is just absolute dominance. <laughs> Find me another women's volleyball team that is dominating that much. Yeah, I'll wait. So BYU women's soccer plays at home on Saturday, uh-huh. this Saturday, and so that that'll be on BYU TV, be on the app, right? Yeah. Women's volleyball plays on Friday night at seven, and that will also be on BYU TV. You need to tune in and watch these girls play because yeah. they are absolutely just records check They're it like out the hulk of their sports <laughs> honestly you know what's gonna happen because we decided to cover these sports they're all gonna lose now. oh no <laughs> don't do so, it so uh we are i don't know we're using all our anti-jinx juju right now we're throwing it out there in the world saying you will all win your games yep uh let's see if it works well, let's, you know, so. let's see you won't lose <laughs> <laughs> all righty well uh is there anything else we need to cover before we get to our college football Preview? Week 8? No, I think that's it. I mean, we covered Washington State. We covered the other sports. I think we're good to go. Let's move on to our guest speaker and to our picks. 
All right, everybody, and welcome to our guest segment here on Let's Talk. Uh, we have a guest picker on the pod. It's a mystery. Oh, yeah. Let's see who we got this week. We have Dr. Trent Hansen. How you doing? Hey, guys. How are you? Oh, I'm great. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm feeling incredible. We got <laughs> BYU football coming up. Thank you. We appreciate yeah. the support. He is one of our listeners in California. Yeah. So shout out to him. Uh, so we're just going to ask you just a little bit about yourself, uh, Dr. Hans, if that's okay. Um, so you know Justin, right? Maybe just explain like where you're from, how you know Justin. Yeah, I know Justin since he was just a wee little boy uh, <laughs> <laughs> from, uh, from our area, from church. Uh, watch the young man grow into uh, the great, great man that he is today. Um, oh, very proud of him. <laughs> yeah, we exchanged many words of trash talk over the years for football, That's for right. all kinds of things. <laughs> we had a ward that was very keen on trash talking. <laughs> so I, I, uh, may you... have, uh, I may have kicked a, a, a basketball or two in ward basketball games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we won't talk about that. At least you, right. at least you weren't the bishop that broke somebody's nose and gave him a nosebleed in a in a dodgeball mutual activity so that's true, true. <laughs> uh, my ward was was fun <laughs> all right you said that you are you are a doctor dr hansen what is your phd in byu football that's one of my phds yes <laughs> byu football i've been a fan since i was a, a young boy living in utah um back in the, the 80s, the mid-80s, back when they won the national championship. And I think I shared a picture with you, Justin, of my my helmet that was signed by Robbie Bosco, Vaisikahema, who we just heard from in uh, this most recent general conference, uh, Leon White, Mark Bellini. I mean, it's it's something that I've kept as a prized possession for my, my entire life, and it sits in my office at work. That's uh, pretty Pretty exciting. Yeah, that's a nice desk trophy for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, are there any other? Sorry, what were you saying? Go ahead. Are there any other teams that you follow or love or hate? Uh, you know, I'm an Arizona boy, so I'll follow the the Sun Devils. Although it was difficult to watch, you know, of course them and the Cougs. I always <laughs> give the leg up to the Cougs. I was super happy about that. Um, Good. I like, uh, you know, so I got I to support my home state folks, but uh, when it comes to BYU, I always give them the nod. There you go. We understand that a lot because Jared's a big Ohio State fan, but yeah. should BYU and Ohio State ever play, he said, true blue. I'm going for the Cougs. All That's right. right, man. So are you a big football guy? What are your favorite sports? Are you a pro or a college guy? How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm a I'm a big big college football guy. I kind of got over the pros a while ago. I mean, of course, I'll I'll watch as they we get closer to the playoffs and whatnot. But nothing beats college football. Oh, yeah. um, I, I love football. Um, I like college basketball as March Madness comes around. But I, you know, I I think I appreciate more of these athletes that are still trying to prove something and than the ones that are, uh, you know 
more about themselves than the team. So I, I, I'm attracted more to our, to the college sports world. Yeah, at Ben Simmons and that whole situation <laughs> going on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would, man, I don't – yeah, I didn't get into that one. <laughs> no we completely agree we're more uh we're more a college Definitely podcast college. anyway we love the pageantry of college football there's just nothing yeah. like all the bands all the students yep it's a wonderful thing all right awesome. so let's run right into our pick segment uh jared you want to recap what's going on since you are in the driver's seat yes so last week i went six and four in an otherwise abysmal week yeah it was the, rough the pickers uh justin what an abysmal four and six. Four and six. First time I've gone under 500. <laughs> First time any of us have gone under 500. Yeah. And then Dan went three and seven, and Joe went four and six. So I'm now in the lead by two games. Yeah. Jared on the year 35 and 25. Dan and I are both 33 and 27. So we're still in the green season long, but I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Upset picks. Jared, you're in the driver's seat there too. Man, yeah. you're just killing us. <laughs> I know. I keep, uh, I get the lucky ones. Um, Justin, you're right behind, I guess. I'm at, I'm at nine, Justin's at four, and then Dan and the guests are at one. Yeah, I'm um, a couple weeks behind. So <laughs> so let's get into uh, this week. You want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So let's start with our upset picks to remind everybody of the rules on the upset picks here. Uh, we pick an upset that's not part of the 10 games that we pick. If the underdog covers, they get one, our, we get one point. If the underdog wins outright, we get three points. So I'm going to start this out. Uh, I chose... Nevada, who is a three-point dog at Fresno State. All right. I think Nevada is a really good group of five team. Their quarterback is one of the top QB prospects in this draft. And I think Fresno State was a little overhyped to begin the year. I think Nevada takes this game. All right. Uh, Dr. Hansen, do you have an upset pick for us? Actually, I, I kind of like uh, the Minnesota-Maryland matchup as Ooh. well. Um, I think Minnesota's boat will get rowed in week um, <laughs> by Maryland. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I really like um, his style. I think he does a great job. He's a great leader. You know, uh, Fleck, um, I think they're just berated. I think Maryland's recovered. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Dan agrees with you, Dr. Hansen. Dan is going with Maryland as well. And I'm going with Oklahoma State, who somehow is getting seven points at Iowa State. I, I think Iowa State has been severely overrated this year. Um, so I'm going with Oklahoma State, number eight team in the nation. I think they can cover seven points. I don't get how you keep getting these games, Jared. Like, <laughs> how in the world is Oklahoma State an underdog at Iowa State? Does the, the national media just refuses to accept Iowa State sucks. They're bad. <laughs> They are booty butt awful, like single ply toilet paper kind of team. Like, oh my goodness, they yeah. I don't get it. I don't get it. So, three points for Jared. You can just chalk it up right now. <laughs> All right, now let's get to our uh tipsy 10. Or, uh, our 10 best picks. Yeah, all right. I'll start this off with Dan's pick. First game that we are looking at this week is an interesting game coming up tomorrow on Friday Memphis at UCF. UCF mm. favored by one point. Dan has taken Memphis in this game. He's okay. a believer in the Tigers. Well, I'm believing in the Knights. I think they are going to take down Memphis. I think they're going to take the Tiger by the toe. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Memphis because they've lost a couple of close ones. I think this is the week that we pull them out. Dr. Hansen, who are you feeling in this one? Uh, I, too, think 
that UCF is going to give a high frost and drop Memphis. Oh, okay. <laughs> All righty. Um, next game up is Wake Forest. They are three-point favorites at Army. Um, I think I'm going to go with Wake Forest on this one. I don't think that Army has the kind of offense to keep up with Wake Forest's offense, but I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, only one way to find out. We got let's, – let's remind everyone, Wake Forest actually undefeated. Yeah. They are undefeated, and I think they are going to stay undefeated after this game. They take down Army. Dan looks like he's in agreement. He chose Wake Forest. Dr. Hansen, how are you feeling? Wake Forest, hands down. All right. Plain and simple. (laughs) No argument there. Next up on the docket, we got a team up north that we're not too fond of, but that we need to be for our strength of schedule. (laughs) We got Utah, who is a three-point favorite at the Oregon State Beavers. Only three-point favorites. Oregon State's actually playing ball this year. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Hansen, how about you take this one? Yeah, I would never, ever pick Utah. They could be playing, uh, you know, Paloma Valley JV squad, uh, (laughs) and I would still pick Paloma Valley. So I pick an Oregon State here. will never, ever favor. I can't even say it. I can't even say (laughs) it. That's a BYU fan right there. Oh, we love to hear that. I am going hands down with you, Dr. Hanson. Oregon State all the way. Go Beavs. I don't want to pick Utah, but I need to because if I'm going to catch up with Jared and these two picks, I got to do it. I am picking the Utes to win this game. And Dan is also picking the Utes to win at Oregon State. Take down the Beavers. You know, I honestly think Beavers, not that strong. I think a Ute could definitely spear a Beaver. You're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, Next up on the list, Clemson at number 23, Pitt. Pitt is undefeated, got a Heisman candidate. Um, I'm going with Pitt on this one. I think Clemson, their offense just won't be able to keep up. Okay, if I were to go back six months from now, and I would tell you (laughs) that week eight, Clemson would be an underdog going to Pitt. You would have checked me into a mental hospital. (laughs) I don't know what's going on here with Clemson, but I do think Clemson's defense will be able to stop Pitt. I think Clemson takes this game in a close one. All right. Dan is going with Pitt. Um, he disagrees with you. Let's see what uh, Dr. Hansen has to say. I'm going to go with Clemson. I do think that they have superior athletes, and I know that they're down right now, but I think athletically um, they have the advantage. So I'm going to go with Clemson here. That's a great point. We'll see if Clemson can slow down their Heisman candidate QB. Next up, we got Wisconsin who somehow, someway, again, is favored in a game that they have no business being favored in at 25 Purdue. Uh, I think Purdue is going to win this game, and they're going to win it outright. It's just it's going to be ugly. I think Wisconsin isn't a great football team. Dan is picking Purdue to win this game as well. All right. Dr. Hansen, what do you think? Uh, I'm with Jared on this one, man. I, I love mass mouth football. Clemson, I mean, uh, Wisconsin does that very well. And um, I know that they, they're they a little overrated, but I think they're going to pull this off and, and burst Purdue little uh, bubble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I definitely agree. Um, I think Wisconsin, they've been very down this year. I think this is the game that they write themselves. And if we remember, Purdue beat Ohio State uh, two years ago. Um, when Ohio State was ranked number two, and yet we didn't hear from Purdue again that year. 
And so I think Purdue is kind of one of these flash in the pan teams that shows up, beats a good team, and then kind of just falls back into the mix. Okay, but here's your friendly reminder. Graham Mertz on the year, two touchdowns, seven seven interceptions, QBR of 32.7. Hey, it's okay. This is Wisconsin. They don't need a quarterback. (laughs) They don't need to pass the ball. All right, next up we got an incredible game, a CBS Sports Network game that everyone should watch, Western Michigan at Toledo. We got some late night, or I guess early afternoon, Maction. Got to love the Mac. I think Western Michigan is going to win this game. They are one of the best teams in the MAC. I think I don't remember who I predicted would win the MAC. I think it was Western Michigan, though. I think they're going to take it home. All right. Uh, I'm also going Western Michigan, um, only because I'm very mad at Toledo for beating us in 2019. I'm still disgusted over that. So fair enough. Yeah. I'm going Western Michigan, and so is Dan. How are you feeling, Doctor Hansen? Um. I think I'm going to take Western Michigan there. I think it'll be a good match, though. I think it's going to be a big game, um, but I like Western Michigan. All right. Now we got a game that looks like it would have been good in the preseason, but now yeah. not looking quite like it. Yeah, we got USC at Notre Dame. Uh, Dr. Hanson, how are you feeling about this one? I, I think it's – I mean, Notre Dame's going to smoke them. <laughs> I mean, SC's got a lot of work. They, they, they've got a lot of problems right now, not just with, you know, writing the ship on the coaching staff and, and trying to find their identity again. Uh, I just don't think that they're going to be able to compete with Notre Dame. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think Notre Dame's going to win this game there, and it's not going to be close. Yeah, I think we all agree. Um, I think USC is going to keep it close for maybe two or three quarters. I think they're going to give Notre Dame a scare, but then they – Kind of like Dr. Henson said, there's they just don't know who they are right now, and so they won't be able to keep up with Notre Dame in the end. Even though I think Notre Dame is a little overrated. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And Dan's going with Notre Dame as well. Number eight on our list is a very interesting game. A game that I'm honestly, this is a game I might be most intrigued in, yeah. other than the BYU game this week. We got number 22 San Diego State putting their undefeated record on the line at Air Force. Air Force is favorited uh, by three and a half points. I think San Diego State wins this game, continues their tour of Mountain West dominance. I think San Diego State will win this game pretty convincingly. Uh, Dan is right along with you. He's going with San Diego State as well. I am going with Air Force. Ooh, now, service Air Academy F- guy. Yes, I love me a good service academy. Um, not only do they have a sick mascot, Air Force is 6-1, and one, and their one loss was to Utah State in like a 49 to 45 game that was an absolute shootout. Mm -hmm. Now we all know that they're a service Academy and they run the ball a lot. And San Diego state has a, an extremely good rushing defense only allowing 61.2 yards per game, but air force is averaging 336 rush yards per game. Yeah. So I I think that about cancels it out and air force has shown that they can put up some points this year. So I'm going with air force. All right. Dr. Hanson, how are you feeling about this West coast game? I'm with you, man. I, I believe it. I believe air force is going to knock them off this week. I mean, you know, you, you make a good point where San Diego has a great uh, rush defense, but you know, defending the option is much more difficult than, than people understand and when you only have a week to prepare for it it makes it that much more complicated plus um looks like they're at air force right so yeah Yeah. weather will be a factor you got these san diego boys that are used to you know (laughs) sunshine and 
and uh, nice weather, it's it's a, it's going to play a factor in the game as well. And because they run the ball, they're a lot more likely to hold on to it uh, in in bad weather. So I'm going to go with Air Force here. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I like that. I like that take. It's always the weather. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in Boulder, it's supposed to be cloudy and stormy on Saturday. So. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. On to our last couple of games. This is the game that college game day is going to be at. We got number 10, Oregon playing at UCLA. And this is one of those some spread games. UCLA favored by two in the Rose Bowl. Dr. Hansen, what do you think about this matchup? Man, this is going to be a good game. Rightfully so that they should be there at this game. This is going to be a great game. Um, you know, I think Chip Kelly's doing a great job at UCLA, starting to get his system in place. Uh, I think I would still take Oregon in this game just for quarterback play alone. I believe that they're pretty evenly matched, but I think the Oregon quarterback is um, a little better than UCLA, and he's going to turn the ball over and, and, and lose the game. All right. I'm, I completely agree. I think Oregon's quarterback will outplay DTR. I think that Oregon is – you know, they've been struggling lately. I think it's about time that they turn it around and that they show that they are dominant in the Pac-12. I think Oregon's going to win this game. Dan looks like he agrees. What do you think, Jared? See, I had written down Oregon, but when Dr. Hansen said Chip Kelly, it just reminded me Chip Kelly used to coach Oregon, right? And that right. was like his school. And so it just something moved within me that <laughs> made me change. And I'm going with UCLA now because – I think Chip Kelly is going to have a chip uh, on his uh, shoulder. I think, <laughs> I think he is going to like play this like a revenge game. I think he's going to you know not hold anything back, trick plays, exotic blitzes. I'm going with UCLA <laughs> on the last second switcheroo. That did not work well for me last last <laughs> week, but we'll UCLA see. is going to win on a triple reverse flea flicker double pass. <laughs> if they do, I will eat a white cheddar cheese it. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Last up, we got a good game. Drum roll, please. The best game of the weekend. We got the Coug Showdown. We got the Brigham Young University Cougars, favored by four and a half points, at the Washington State Cougars. I think the Cougars are going to win this game, plain and oh, simple. Oh, wow. Bold take. It'll be the BYU <laughs> Cougars. I think that they take this game home uh, 27 to 24. I think that's my, that's my score prediction for the game. I think it's going to be close. But BYU pulls it out in Pullman. All right. I am going the Cougs in blue or okay. white, I guess, as we will be. Um, I think that BYU is mad. I think they're like hornet's nest right now. Very ticked off from losing two straight games. They are coming out. Huge chip on their shoulder. They're going to come out ready to prove. And I think this game's going to be over early. BYU wins 55-21. And uh, – Washington State makes it 21 in garbage time. Ooh, holy cow. <laughs> Dr. Hanson, how are you feeling about this Coug matchup? Man, it's going to be a great game. But, of course, I'm going with the BYU Cougars here. Uh, you know, I empathize with what Washington State's going through. I know Rolo's a, a player's coach, so he's a fantastic offensive-minded guy. And I think, um, you know, not having his staff there, he and the staff, it's going to make it difficult uh, for them to really get in sync. But uh, you're right on, on BYU. They got a lot to prove, man. They were on their high horse for a while, getting a lot of good press, and then they were humbled by um, a lousy Boise State team. So yeah. they got a lot to prove here. And, and uh, you know, 
bring the believers back. So I'm going with the Cougs of BYU. All right. Dan is also going with BYU because we have to on this podcast. <laughs> uh, he's predicting a 34 the 20 score. Yeah. Um, anyway, and that wraps it up. Uh, we will uh, post these picks on, on Instagram. You guys can go check them out, see how we're doing. Um, and feel free to let us know uh, how wrong we are. And uh, let's get some smack talk going. We love we love the banter. And huge, huge, huge shout out to Dr. Hansen for taking time out of his week to come be on the podcast. Give us his great insights. It was really awesome to have you on, Dr. Hansen. We loved it. Hey, man, I love you guys. You guys are doing a great job. And, um, keep up the keep up the great work, man. Go Cougs. Well, uh, that was amazing. Yeah, that was great. He was a fantastic guest. Huge shout out. Um, yeah, that was great. I loved it. Yeah, that was awesome. All right, with that, we will wrap up the show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Les Talk, LES's in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Go check out our social media pages on Instagram and Twitter, at Les Talk Pod. Right after this goes live, we will be posting our picks. We've also been posting a ton of reels. Yes. ton of really great content on there. You guys will not want to miss it. So Good follow us on Instagram and Twitter stuff. at Let's Talk Pod. Uh, also check out our website, uh, letstalkpodcast.com. Um, on there right now, we have the weekend watch guides, which is the main feature. But we're also uploading episodes. We're going to start getting some other content up there as well, uh, including videos and articles and whatnot. But that'll be in the future right now. The weekend watch guides are the thing you need to check out. These are awesome. They help you if you get off at, if you get off work at you know 3.30 on a Saturday. You go check out the weekend watch guide. You automatically know what games are going, what you need to watch, what you need to do, all that. They are absolutely great. I would like to testify of the words of my companion right here. <laughs> no, they are absolutely great. Go ahead and check them out. Share them with your friends. Share this episode with your friends. Please leave a review. It helps more than you know. Yeah. Uh, rate, subscribe, share feedback. this with your friends. DM us on Instagram and Twitter and tell us how smart, dumb, cool, stupid we are. Whatever you want to say. We, yeah. love, we love all of it. <laughs> we love the banter. Thank right. you so much for listening. Well. Let's have us a weekend. Let's do it. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. Rock, 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 rock